Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Kirsty and Briny's Comfort Zone. Welcome, welcome. But it's not just us today. For the first time ever, we have a friend. We have a friend. We've managed to wrangle someone onto our podcast. We dug deep in our pockets and we've we've paid him off and he's agreed <laughs> to be here at least once. <laughs> at least once. It was a very, uh, a very luxurious bribe. I got one cookie. I love it. It's great. <laughs> One whole cookie. Hi, everyone. I'm Rithian. Welcome, Rithian. Thank you. Uh, close friend of both these two lovely ladies, and I'm excited to be on their podcast. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for agreeing to the bribes. Yeah. Again, <laughs> big fan of cookies. So I like it. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun to start... Um, Recording dreams. Um, I might have mentioned this to, to one or two of you, but one point in the past, I decided I really want to get into lucid dreaming and stuff to figure out how to like control my dreams Ooh. and things. And part of the process of like beginning to learn how to do that was to record and note down your dreams and stuff. So for a while, I was recording down all my dreams and things as well, but nothing really came from that. So I eventually just stopped. But this sort of brought it back to mind again. So, ah, oh, that's so cool. Did you ever make any progress with that? Like, did you manage it? Slight, slight. Like, there was every now and then, like, I dreamed something and then I did one of those things. So, the thing you do is you sort of you train yourself to recognize things mm -hmm. that, aha, that's a dream thing. Like, you make up a symbol. So, like, I've decided if I ever see a like a like a spinning basketball that is half blue, half yellow. If I see those, or if I can imagine them and make them appear in front of me, that means I'm in a dream. Okay. You know? mm -hmm. And so, and then you go around, do 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 do, and you're like, hmm, blue yellow basketball, and all of a sudden you see one. Aha, it's a dream. And then you sort of have to like stay asleep and not immediately wake up, and then you can sort of make things happen. And yeah, it worked once or twice. It's hard not to wake up when you realize it, but it was cool. It's it's sort of like this weird border thing between. Just imagining things, but because you're you're still sort of under in in your dream state, you yeah. kind of feel it. it. It's that's it was so fascinating, and I wanted to really get better at it, but I for some reason I just stopped doing it, and I've probably lost all the progress I made at this point. But maybe beginning again, who knows? Yeah, that's so cool. If you could have like any like say you you're in a dream and you realize you're in control, what would be your ultimate goal to do in that dream? In a uh, keep it PG. <laughs> We have strict rules here. Um, 
Well, you know, I would say, oh, I'd fly, but we all know what that means. So, uh, <laughs> no, but I, I probably would fly. I think that'd be really cool. Um, just take off and fly and go to cool places and fly into space and stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. know, like in dreams, you can do whatever you want, right? Your brain just makes up the consequences. So yeah, exactly. Travel to weird places and see weird places. That's so cool. That would have been my answer too. Flying was the mm. first thing that came into my brain. What about you, Brainy? <laughs> I don't know what this says about me. The, the first thing that came into my mind was like, I would meet an elephant because <laughs> I probably <laughs> won't really meet an elephant. But I imagine it would be really nice to meet one. <laughs> but I, I could fly to meet one. <laughs> you can meet an elephant in real life, Brian. That's, that's actually possible. This is if true. If that is something that you want to do so badly, <laughs> that is the first thing you want to do if you get lucid dreaming. Just go meet an elephant in real life. You it's, could. It's possible. My dreams can come true. <laughs> they <Yeah>. can. <laughs> But sadly, I can't actually fly. I mean, at least not outside of a plane. So Yeah. I guess the closest would be like paragliding, maybe? Is that the get a bit yeah. of the, the thrill? But I guess yeah. it's not as in control. That is, is definitely probably the closest thing. You know, flight suits and things like that. You know, those crazy people that like dive and like spin through between two mountain tops. Yeah. Oh man, that's scary. That's just insane. Like cool as hell. But like imagine to be able to do something like that without all the risk, you know, because... It's a dream. You're not going to crash. It's exactly, fine. exactly. Um, yeah. I find that whenever I'm dreaming about flying, I kind of half know that I'm dreaming. It's a dream? Yeah. I, okay. I, I'm not lucid dreaming, I don't think, but I kind mm. of just, I know. Because I, when I fly in dreams, most of the time it doesn't really work. I'll be... The thing that always happens in my dreams is that I'm like triple jumping like in Mario. And that's what starts the flying like in Mario 64. (laughs) But it's always like a glide rather than a fly. Are you also wearing a hat with two small wings on it? Yes, (laughs) yes. With a big old K on the front. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I think maybe if I were uh, to properly try a lucid dream maybe i could finally fly properly in a dream but yeah it took me a while to even get the tiny level of success i did at the point so it's is patience it's a lot of patience because mostly it's just all right well it's just normal dreaming again and then you have to wait a whole day until you can try again Mm -hmm. so um but it sounds cool because it's it's a realm of possibility and your brain tricks you into somewhat experiencing things and if you can decide you can experience all kinds of crazy things if you want you know it's pretty cool. You can decide, like, I'm going to now be a football player in the finals. And then <laughs> your brain will make that happen, you know. And yeah, it's cool. It's super cool. You saying about um, crashing when you're flying in dreams, it reminds me, I had a dream last week that it was starting to get good. It was like quite a good dream. And I was like, oh, this is nice. But I think I was about to oversleep. <laughs> so I got in this car that was being driven by someone. And then the person literally just swerved left. And we plunged into a river and I woke up and I was just like, thanks, brain. Oh it's like my, my brain God. just went, no, oh I'm not coming up with any more dream. Get up now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, d- I'm done. Just wake up. Yep. Just, just come on. <laughs> this is ending right now. This this like someone writing a story and then not figuring out where to end it. So like, uh, and then they drove into a car and died, I it's guess. It's like yeah. War of the Worlds. Um, they got a uh, cold, I guess. The, uh, yeah. World yeah. is saved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Rivian has brought a selection of dreams with him today. Yeah. Which is good because I haven't had any dreams this week. So you're filling in. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. We've had a week off of dreams, but you've carried us. That's good. Well, I've brought a couple. I mean, I have, 
I recorded a whole bunch since you guys told me like what's going on. I was like, all right, I'll start recording. And I have probably about 10, 12. Oh, my oh wow. Not all, of, not all of them are good. And some of them is some of them's like 30 seconds long. And then I realized I don't remember anything more. So pause the recording. But most of them, yeah, are just random stuff and not that interesting. So I had to try to pick the three best ones I had. And it's up to you how many you want to listen to. But in one of them, you guys are actually in. So, so that might be something we should listen to. Definitely. Out of interest, do you remember your dreams quite a lot? Or did you find that trying to think about recording them made you remember them more? I remember my dreams for approximately 20 seconds after I wake up. Then they are <laughs> gone entirely. So... Being able to roll over, reach for phone, press record, and talk immediately is the only way any of these stayed in my brain at all. Because they, they go away immediately. So we have very exclusive content here. We do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never remember my dreams, like ever. So sometimes I remember the vaguest flash or like one detail. Because like, huh, that was kind of weird. Because I make, like, I specifically make almost an effort to remember it. But yeah, no, for stuff like this, like if I didn't record immediately after I wake up, it'd be gone within 20 seconds at yeah, least. So, same, same. Yeah. I've noticed that um, we've had quite a few comments on the YouTube recently of people saying like, I never really remember my dreams, but since listening to the podcast, I've started remembering them. So I was just curious whether like awareness of dreams comes into making you remember mm. them more. Yeah, maybe. I'm just excited to hear Rydian's dreams. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Okay. Enough chit chat. Let's get right, down no, to let's this. Let's do it. Are we listening to number one then? Yes, let's do it. Okay, number one. Okay. Go ahead, do a countdown. Okay, three, two, one. I was watching an episode of a TV show. It was a mix of Wario from Super Mario and uh, Gizmo Quack, the the Ducktales character, or whatever was going on. And I was, I watched it all. And it was all right. It was Wario and Gizmoquark stopping some sort of other money-hungry evil guy who hired mercenaries or was a mercenary or something. And in the final battle, he became his own Gizmoquark, like a mercenary Gizmoquark, and they had a big battle and stuff. And it was it was pretty cool for a cartoon. And then things went a deeper level because I woke up in the dream and I went to grab my phone to record my dream. And I sat there and I started to record my dream on my phone. But there were people around me, like Yogg's people, like Daltos and Duncan and stuff. So they were in the background. So I like apologized to recording for like, oh yeah, you might hear people in the background. At some point, Duncan just sort of leaned over the wall next to me. Apparently we were in these sort of like cubicles sleeping. And he was like, Rillian, what episode was it? Rillian, just like asking questions while I was recording. And yeah. That, that was about this one. So that was like a couple of couple of layers deep, I guess. In fact, when I woke up now, it took me a while to realize that, oh, I still have to record this one as well. All right. That's probably the coolest one so far. God, I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, so this must have been, I think, the fifth or sixth dream I was recording. Apparently, at that point, my brain was already, oh, yeah, and then after your dream, you record. So let's play that up for you. So, yeah. 
I had a dream about an episode, woke up, went to record it, and then realized after a while, oh, this is another dream. <laughs> so and funny. then I woke up again. So. <laughs> the fact that everyone was around you while you were trying to record it really yeah, reminds just, me oh, it's of... It's just so funny. It reminds me of our Discord calls, like, together, just hanging out. Like, yeah. when people are complaining about being able to hear people in the background and making noises. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. you need to use push to talk to record your dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, dream, dream expert, what does this mean? What does this mean? Yes, what does this mean? I mean, I guess my, I would say that it's probably like, because th- this will be like, I guess the first time that other people have really heard your dreams in this way. Yeah. So I guess it's probably just that you were like, oh, people are going to know, people are going to yeah. know. And, and it's like your immediate peers and what they're going to, how they're going to react and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Maybe. I wonder if it's that. Whereas I, sorry, I have to look up who Gizmo Quack is because I have no <laughs> idea Gizmo Quack is. Gizmo Quack, I think, I think he's mainly from uh, Darkwing Duck. I think he's from mostly. So, do you know the inventor duck, whatever he's called? I've never um, seen DuckTales. No, I never watched DuckTales either. Oh my God. So, a uh, fun fact, in um, in the Swedish version of DuckTales, the inventor duck has my name, is my my first name. So he's called, like, inventor, uh, or inventor Joachim, basically. Yeah. So that's cool. But then he invents this, like, super suit. Like, it's a cyborg thing. Oh, well, not a cyborg, because you're, you're still just a duck inside of it, but you have, like machines and powers and you're a superhero and he uh has decided for one person to do it and there's like a code word he's figured out that ah well this code word you will only the person who knows the code word will say it and then some random doc lawyer i think just happens to say that code word randomly that's just a thing he says and so then he becomes the new gizmo quirk that's all the details i really remember (laughs) but yeah anyway so he was in it, and Wario was in it from Super Mario, and that was an episode of its its own. Me just like watching cartoons, <laughs> or something. but yeah, amazing. But the interesting part is the the double layer, I guess. I wonder, were you nervous at all about having to record your dreams? Not really. Uh, maybe subconsciously, I was. Hence this, but yeah. what about talking to us? We're very intimidating. Yeah, we are very <laughs> intimidating. Yeah, I I don't talk to you guys a lot, so it's very, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I no, I didn't feel at least on a on a conscious level any real nervousness about it. So but maybe there was something subconscious like, oh man, people are gonna listen to you and they're gonna think it's weird. Um I tell you one thing people will think, it's like, God damn, that guy's a nerd. That's probably what they're gonna think. <laughs> oh which, same. Same this, this, not, this is nothing new, to be fair to me, so I'm not too worried about that. One of the things yeah. I've really noticed having recorded my dreams is that there is always reference to video games yeah. and yep. other nerd stuff, like constantly. Like a, a couple of my dreams I've recorded are so boring because it's just like, oh yeah, I, it was Elden Ring and I was PvPing and using mm-hmm. status effects. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> Nothing interesting about that dream, but clearly I've been playing Elden Ring a lot. So, yep, yeah, literally same. Like I had a dream the other week where like I was just in an area that looked like Elden Ring and it was like, oh yeah, that's because I've been playing Elden Ring. And it's just yeah. like, <laughs> this happens every week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh, but yeah. So I don't, I don't know, like maybe there's something I was, I guess, I, was, I mean, clearly I was dreaming about the upcoming podcast because mm. you told me ahead of time. And in fact, I even thought we were recording this a week earlier when we didn't. So I, I, I'd been knowing this was coming up for a while. So I guess like thinking about dreams, thinking about recording dreams, it, it came out in the actual dream because yeah. that's how brains work, really. Exactly. Another thing um, that jumped out at me was the fact that you were sitting in a cubicle with everyone around you. 
Mm. And or possibly lying, I guess, because I had just woken up. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but it was in some sort of squared area. I think. I think when Duncan was asking, I think he was like looking up over the wall on the other side. That made me think. Uh, you've have you been watching Severance? Yes, I I have. Do you think that that might have had a contribution there? It may. But in my mind, what I remember, it looked very different to the Severance cubicles. Really? Okay. It, it, it almost had like a more tiled thing with like, um, like if you're in like a water palace or whatever they're called, you know? Like a bathhouse type thing. Yeah, a bathhouse type thing. It was more those type of cubicles, I think, ah. randomly. I mean, everyone was dressed, including me, who had just slept, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, but it still had this sort of bathhouse atmosphere. It was strange, honestly. That, <laughs> that part made made no sense compared to the rest of the dream. But yeah, it was weird. Bryony, what were you going to say about the um, the cartoon segment of the dream? Did you have anything from your oh, book? Oh, no, it was just um, every time I think of DuckTales, I just think of that Danny Pudi interview where he's just like, yeah. Larry, I'm Larry, on DuckTales. He just got stuck in my head. Oh, That's such a good interview, too. <laughs> it's like, what do you want for luxury? Oh, a good pair of socks. Well, that's on luxury. What's luxury? A private plane. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, haven't even, I haven't really watched a lot of cartoons recently. I mean, I guess... Like Legacy of Vox Machina and stuff on, mm. but that feels you know more adult, I guess, than cartoons. Yeah, not really related. I like cartoons though. I hear new Ducktales is good, but yeah. Yeah, I never watched Ducktales. That one completely passed me by. Everyone seems to have such fond memories of it, and I'm just like, yeah. no. Well, especially <laughs> I remember back when Twitch Things was a thing, and every time people would be like, oh yeah, sing Ducktales. Duck and I was like, yeah. I've never heard of it. Like I've just what? You never heard of the Ducktales theme? Alex was like, you must have heard it. You know, Ducktales. Whoa! And I was like, no, I don't <laughs> no. know this song. <laughs> no. You know Ducktales. Woo. Exactly the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> you haven't heard Ducktales. Woo. -woo? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me, Bryony. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The next podcast, we'll watch through DuckTales, commentator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're making a side podcast. Yep. I like it. <laughs> Branching off. <laughs> DuckTales Zone. DuckTales Zone. Just reviewing every episode of DuckTales. Compared, compared the old show and the new show. It's Perfect. a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so that was that one. Yeah. yeah, that was that one. Should we move on to the second? Yeah, I just, okay. I, I really like just hear. I was saying to Rydian, I'm so excited to hear him sleepy because he's always just so like <laughs> succinct and word good. Whenever mm -hmm. we stream word together, good, yeah. he'll be word like, good. hello, I can say the good words. And I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. So it's just nice <laughs> feeling yeah. him more on my level. <laughs> Before we started the podcast, Bryony was listening through them going, oh my God. I was like, oh, he's a baby boy. <laughs> So cute. Uh, yeah, well, I apologize for the rambling nature of these. I do feel like sometimes I get hung up on the most random details and talk about them for 20 seconds. In the oh, I do but, the same. I tend to jump yeah. back and forwards as well because I forget mm. things and then suddenly remember while I'm recording. I'm like, oh, this also yeah. happened. Uh, I think it's yeah. just what you like when you've just woken up, isn't it? It's like having, so, having yeah. Tolkien on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Okay, Are we all ready two. with number two? I'm ready. ready. Are we through countdown? We three, countdown. two, one, go. 
there was a new game that came out from the makers of Dishonored and Prey uh, Arcane Studios. Um, it was called Carbon Boy, um, and it was a uh, another immersive sim like Dishonored and Prey and the like. Uh, it was a sci-fi game. Like it looks kind of similar to like Destiny or Warframe, and um, I was really excited for it, but. Apparently, their other game that I know they are currently working on, like in real life, called Redfall, had also came out in this stream, and it hadn't been that good. So I was a little bit worried about it. But eventually, Carbon Boy was on my computer. It's a weird name for a game. And I was sitting down to install it, and I was trying to, like, go into the settings and set up stuff. And all the settings was, like, they were had this thing where they were, like, tracking video RAM and an estimated temperature of the graphics card when it was all done. So I was like clicking in. So by start, it was like auto detect. And it had chosen like the weakest options, like mobile renderer, low texture quality, you know, no shadows. So I was like, what? No, come on. I've got a good computer. I'm going to kick it into full. So I kicked it into like a high and you know, desktop renderer and shadows and it just went higher and higher and like requirements until it hit 80 80 degrees temperature i got like a warning like warning you have not hit 80 this is probably gonna overheat your computer when you play it and i was like what no i was sad because i was like damn this can't be right i've, I've got a new computer what am i supposed to do and i was like do i have to click medium so i tabbed out and I went to check the Reddit. I tried to find Carbon Boy Reddit, and and there was barely a Reddit. And most of the Reddit was like was called Opera Four, and in my mind, like Opera was like a Ubisoft Rainbow Six thing or something. So I was like reading around there on the subreddit. There was like barely any posts, and I couldn't find any sort of performance guide or anything. So. I was real sad. I was going to tab in. I was going to start playing it again. And then, well, and then I woke up. But now, I'm sad that there's no game called Carbon Boy. Because it sounded like it was going to be a fun game. And now, I was like, oh, what if Redfall sucks like the dream? Oh, well. <laughs> this, this, That's this amazing. Is the, this is the fucking nerdiest thing. <laughs> Ever had like it's not even playing a game. It's loading up a game, messing around in the settings, being worried that it's too high. Coming out to go check a performance guide on Reddit. Oh my god! And being mad that there's no performance guide. Uh, I think honestly, if this if the game hadn't been called Carbon Boy, I wouldn't have brought this dream. I just love the name Carbon Boy. For a game, that's oh amazing. It God. sounds like a cutesy indie game, but apparently it wasn't. <laughs> apparently it was like a cool game. I like the yeah. fact that the file name is Carbon Boy exclamation mark as well. Yeah. <laughs> Carbon, yeah. Boy. Carbon, Carbon Boy! Carbon Boy! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. See, my first thought for this dream was, he wishes he was going on Pitch Please instead, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I see how this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh dear! And you never even got to play Carbon Boy in the end. I know. I was just stuck at the. <laughs> I haven't even clicked new game. I was still in the settings menu. Amazing. 
amazing. Also, I like that the game warned me, not not like, oh, this game might run badly. No, it's like, no, you'll overheat your computer if you play. <laughs> this is probably me still remembering having like computer issues with like heating and so on in the past. Yeah. Like when power supplies have broken or something and, and mm-hmm. you know, the panic you get when your computer starts crashing or not working. Yeah. I get so panicked. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know what's wrong and I don't know how to fix it. And I feel like it's going to cost me all my money mm-hmm. uh, to, to do anything about it. And ultimately, like, it's never really quite that bad. You replace one or two things or you run a few things. Worst case scenario, well... You get a new computer, which, you know, not great, but, you know, there's something you do anyway, like every six or seven years. So, but, It'd be but at the worth time, it I was to just be able to panicking. play Carbon Boy, though. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I remember when I was at university and I was writing my dissertation on my laptop and all mm. of a sudden the screen just went blank. Oh, And I God. hadn't saved it and I panicked. And my gut reaction was, because this was about like six in the morning or something, because mm. I was also doing a project on insomnia. So I was staying up oh. at all hours was taking weird photos and I remember I just closed my laptop all of a sudden it felt like my stomach released every bit of acid it had because I went into pure panic so I was like bent over double with this laptop and I was like I'm going to go home to mother and I just got on the train (laughs) for like two and a half hours and I turned up at my parents house just like my laptop's broken and I don't know what to do and it turned out it was just the monitor and we just plugged one of their monitors in I could still type it but that panic that sheer like oh what do I do now Yeah, it is so scary. Like in this case, it was a whole dissertation, so it's a bit more than than just a computer shutting down. Except you know, I don't have that many that much valuable stuff on the computer. But I I remember finding something similar when my um my phone all of a sudden just was blackout and wouldn't start, and I was like, uh, this can't be right. Uh, it should have battery. What the hell is going on? And I'm like, oh god, all my authenticator stuff is on there. I've got two steps of authentication for like everything. I've got this there. I've got thing. What about my, I need to actually phone people. Um, there's a package coming. I'm going to need the text message thing code. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, I mean, it turns out that for some reason the battery had just gone out so I could just charge it. So it was fine. But just on like a micro scale from your thing, when the technology you rely on every day just shuts down, you're like, oh my God, what do I do? It, it is a level of panic. Yeah, maybe, maybe like Maybe that sort of, it was this case, it was just, you can't run this game looking as pretty as you wanted to, I guess. Which also, I guess, is an annoying thing. Like, you, if you get a new computer, uh, which I think in my dream I had the computer I have now, and I'd be like, I should be able to play everything on really high. And then if you can't, you get annoyed. You feel like you've been ripped off. Like, I should be able to. I paid a lot of money for this graphics card. See, I feel this is where you and I differ because I will literally yeah. load a game, not look at the settings, and just go straight yes, in. Yeah, this is that. how I end up playing. What was Rocket it? League. Rocket League <laughs> with twenty four FPS. Oh yeah, twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I never check any of that stuff. But the point oh, is, man. I would have been playing Carbon Boy all night. Yeah. <laughs> While I was sitting there messing with the settings. It would have looked like a potato, but it would have been playing. It would have been Carbon Boy, yeah. (laughs) And in the end, that means you win. You have have the Carbon Boy experience. Who's the real winner here? Yeah. No, but i that's how I'm in real life as well. Like, I load up a game, it's like, ah, new game. Settings. Immediately in there to check. And sometimes I spend a long time on settings. 
I mm. like I said, I tab out, check performance guide. Like this costs usually more frames per second, but the difference in quality is not that visual. So you can oh do my this. Gosh. I, I do a lot of that for games because <laughs> I I feel like I want to have like the optimal experience in terms of performance and visual fidelity mm-hmm. all the time. While most people don't, because they don't have the patience for that, and it's usually not that a big deal anyway. You can just press new game and Usually there's auto-detect, usually it runs fine, but sometimes your you know, fast-paced rocket car sports game is stuck on 24 <laughs> FPS for some reason. And you still manage to win a tournament. Yes, oh, yeah. definitely based on your own merits. It's like when you learn how to be a lifeguard and they make you swim in your pajamas, it's like that. I play every game in my pajamas so that when it comes to the real thing, you know, I'll be so strong. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Oh, my gosh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So I've got my book, my magical dream book. Does yeah. it have what Carbon does that Boy say about in that? Carbon Boy? <laughs> it, does, it, does, it doesn't have Carbon Boy, but I've looked up computers. Okay. Um, yeah. And and just as a side note, because who doesn't love a bit of Freud? Absolutely. <laughs> really, and what do you want to do to your computer? Keyboards and replaced typewriters. Not that this is relevant, but keyboards mm-hmm. have replaced typewriters and are, along with slots for floppy disks, CD-ROMs, and DVDs, <laughs> Freudian symbols of female sexuality. So next time anybody dreams of CD-ROMs, just bear that in mind. Rhythian. Wow. So, so basically, I mean, Freud thinks everything means sex, of yes. course. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, is what I'm saying. But... Um, <laughs> But no, but I yeah. did find a part in here that maybe okay. somewhere. Well, no, none of it's really relevant because it's all down to personal, uh, yeah, personal experience. But this says that computers are symbols of the brain and your thinking processes. Therefore, computer malfunctions or problems may suggest errors in thinking, faulty logic, oh. or distortions in the way you're approaching a current issue. Pay attention to your response in the dream, as it may provide a clue as to how you can tackle real life problems. Go on Reddit. So, uh, Go on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, okay. if, if you want to have a more um, generous um, interpretation of that, I suppose. So assume Carbon Boy is something new I want to do in my life. That represents yes. something I want to do, right? 
And for some reason, it's not going as well as I want to, right? I'm, I'm going to prepare to do it, but it's not working the way I want to. Perhaps it's like a physical thing. Like, and I want to like do physical exercise and it's not going as well as I want to or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, like, rather than just doing it while doing it badly... I, this is actually starting to sound spookily accurate at this point, but (laughs) rather than, rather than just doing it and doing it badly or like with, with low levels of success, um, I stop and I try to research and figure out and, and seek ways to make it be smooth and easy from the very, very first going so that everything will be tip top number one. Um, not that video games if you start it running badly it will gradually start run better or or look better but you know maybe in my brain it would um uh, maybe if i'm thinking of it as the brain or or something else so maybe that's it maybe like there's something i want to do or something i feel like I, i should do physically or mentally and if it's tough I'm thinking more about how to make it not tough rather than yeah. just do it and actually experiencing it. Yeah. That could be something. I think that is quite a common thing. Sort of like, you know, um, the fear of the blank page, the first blank page of a notebook mm. and you don't want to spoil it and you want to get mm. prepared be before you do immediately. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I have a friend who, it's been over a year now at least, and he's wanted to try streaming and I'm like, oh, you should do it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I should, I should get a new computer first. Got mm. the new computer. And then he was like, I should get a really good mic first. Now I should get this better webcam. And I'm like, mm. just do it. Like yeah. <laughs> you have to throw yourself in at some point sort of it's thing. It's the same thing for, um, for writing, uh, which is something I actually went to school for and stuff um, that you often feel like you have to have your entire story planned out ahead of time. You need to know what to do. You need to make sure that you're 100% happy with all the characters, all their characters' names and their motivations before you even start writing. Well, the real solution is sit down and start writing because uh, you can always change later. Like first drafts are always garbage, so just write. Yeah. There is, um, in the month of November, there is sort of movement called NaNoWriMo, uh, National Novel Writing Month, uh, which is literally based around that idea. The idea is like, Sit down and write. And if you write 50,000 words in the month of November, you succeed. And hooray, you can, you can, get a, you can buy a shirt that says I did NaNoWriMo or whatever. And generally, the books are crap, um, particularly because almost all of them are first drafts. And particularly because some people make sure to never use contractions so that they get are not <laughs> instead of aren't. And, uh, so, <laughs> but in the end, it's helpful because it gets you to actually sit down and write and get it done. And yeah. if you eventually, when it's all done and you're looking at 50,000 words of crap, think, you know, there's something good in there. I did, you know, I did get something. And like, maybe I fix up the twist in act two and maybe trim the fat in act three. This could be something. And then you, maybe you have something because uh, at least you've written something. Because the biggest problem a lot of writers have, and this includes me, is that you actually don't write. You just think about writing. And then every now and then you have an idea and you do a tiny little bit of it and then you stop. Yeah. Really, if you want to do it and do it well, you just have to write a lot. The people that mm-hmm. like are really successful, most of the time they just write a ton because that's what you do. <laughs> if you want to, you have to. It's like, there's a really interesting collection of essays by Philip Pullman called Demon Voices where he writes about this and, and he says things like even when he doesn't really feel like he has something, he goes to his desk because his logic is like, if your muse is going to find you, they need to know where to find you. And if you're yeah. at your desk, 
that's where they know to find you sort of thing. So he's that same of like, you know, he just writes and then eventually something strikes. Something good comes, yeah. Oh, well, it's also the fact that like you can sort of trick your brain into doing things. So if you just go to sit at the same place you usually sit and you start doing the same typing motions as you usually do, eventually the brain will like, oh yeah, all right, I know. I, okay, we're getting into this. Let's do some writing. You sort of tell your brain like, okay, we're in writing mode now. I mean, righteous blocks are always going to remain righteous block, and they're always a problem, and everyone has different solutions not to get around them. But, but this isn't a writing podcast as much as I think it could be. <laughs> uh, I could talk about it a lot. Uh, I've got multiple courses in it, but yeah. It's great how you like managed to draw so much from that one interpretation of the dream, though. Honestly, that, that literally just, just came from your book, though. Like, mm. thinking of computers as, as brains, and like, all right, well, I mean... That makes something of a sense then, like struggling with getting settings. So, yeah. I I think that's what I do love about dreams, because sometimes it feels like it's just your brain being like, okay, we've got a problem here, but let me put it in ways you'll understand sort of thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, it was about this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The one thing I've really noticed from us recording our dreams and sort of telling each other is a lot of the time our sort of worries and frustrations of the time are presenting themselves in the dream, but just in different ways. Mm. So like I'll have stress dreams about school when I'm stressed about something else. Yeah. Um, and Brian will dream about like her bunnies um, being in trouble and stuff like that. And that way we sort of know like, oh, there's something that we're worrying about. And mm. yeah, it's not always just obvious, but I think a lot of the time dreams are sort of a way for your brain to sort of vent their frustrations. Yeah, I think so. Which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always been of the, I've always sort of been of the thought mind that dreams are mostly just dreams. Like the brain is thinking about whatever you're thinking about, and it's just like going through it to like flush out the system to like let's process those leftover uh, things. I don't always think there's a lot of deeper meaning in dreams, but I do think like there is like we mentioned like okay, this is what you subconsciously and somewhat consciously are thinking and stressing about. And that it comes out now in dream in a bit of a more weird visual form. This is an indication that, all right, well, I mean, part of your brain definitely is still thinking about this. And I think that's valuable in terms of dreams, more so than, ah, yes, you saw a blue house. The blue house (laughs) means you long for your mother's embrace, long for as a child, you know? Exactly, exactly. We're Freud again. (laughs) Exactly. It's always Freud. Always Freud. Yeah, Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think. Well, they don't have like meanings that can be applied to everyone. Mm. Sometimes there is a deeper meaning on a personal level there, I think. Yeah. Which is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in general, it's good to be like in tune with your brain. Is that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. Just taking time to think like, oh, am I feeling this? Is there something I need to think about more? Maybe like. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that is something that, and I know I'm definitely guilty of this, I don't often. I just move, move forward instead, rather than stop and think about what am I actually feeling? How do I think about this? Do I have any worries? Should I try to do something about those worries? Because my brain um, has in the past shown it's a, a huge talent for being able to ignore stuff that is scary. Yeah. Or like... You know, anything that makes me feel sad or worried, just like, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Instead of worrying the fact that you've dropped out of school and you don't have a job and you live with parents, just play WoW instead. Think about WoW. (laughs) That's way better. Like, yeah, your life is going to shit. You're gaining weight. You got no money and things are bad. But hey, 
you might get that sword tonight. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> just just to bring up an example out of completely nowhere that definitely has nothing to do with me or anything. But, um, so that's my brain at least very much just like, okay, let's just not think about stuff that is dangerous and spooky and scary that might mean something. Just ignore it and, and think about other stuff instead. Just compartmentalize it, put it in a closet and don't look at it because that way you don't need to clean it up or deal with it. It's just over there and we don't think about it. But it is healthy to clean out your closet sometimes. I'm bad for like, I feel like I'm okay. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, I don't know, taking biscuits out of a packet and one of them breaks and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so, why did this, why did this happen? (laughs) I'm like, oh, what did you know? I'm really stressed. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Just the smallest thing. (laughs) And I just won't have realized until one thing happens. And Alex is like, are you okay? And I'm like, well, it's just this and this and, and this. And <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so, Not the so biscuits' like, fault. So it wasn't just the biscuits then? No. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that too. I, I find if you get into a, a rhythm just in your day-to-day life, like, you know, get up, go on the PC, stream, do your yeah. job, go to bed. And it's always sort of at that time before bed that things start to culminate and your brain starts yeah. to think, oh, all of these horrible things. And then I guess that carries over into dreams too. Like, Probably. I think we're all very guilty of it. Because <laughs> that's yeah. when your brain doesn't have its defenses up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you can't just, uh, if you ever start thinking about something dangerous or, or weird, you're like, yeah, no, never mind. Let's just, uh, oh, oh, new tab, YouTube. What do we got? You know, like easy distraction, right? There. Yeah. yeah. But when you're in bed, you're just lying there. Uh, for a while, you can try to think of different things. So just like, I'm just going to go to sleep or whatever. But when you're asleep, all defenses are gone. So, it's like goes. orange juice. Like when you leave orange juice to settle and all the bits go to the bottom, it's like the bits of your brain that are the things they go to the they settle at the bottom and you have to look at them. <laughs> well, Does that makes sense. I mean, yeah, kind of. But, <laughs> but yes, when you're in the day of, yeah. and you're moving and it's swishing around, so it's all mixed up. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I actually see where you're coming from yeah. here, what you mean, but um, I'm not sure exactly what the pulps represent. Do the pulps represent serious Bad thoughts? thoughts? Okay. But then that still implies that when they're walking around, they're in there somewhere. They're, they're in, in there, there, but they're smushed in, so you can't see because it's all okay. mixed up. They're moving around, getting right, mixed okay. up in the rest okay, of yeah, okay. the I have just... an A-level in psychology. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... There's a point to your orange juice, um, so yeah. <laughs> I should write one of these books. I can do this. <laughs> you should. Yeah. The brain we'll is somewhere. like orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> if you let it sit, all the pulp is at the bottom. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my god! This is the dream I am most excited for. Yes, but just we because do. we're in it. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I guess let's listen. This is this is the longest one too. So, warning to people: uh, this is like almost five minutes long. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello. So apparently, I was the a huge group DM for like a bunch of people. I was in like a big study hall, and uh, a lot of people were there with me. And I was like standing up as if I was a teacher, and I was gonna like we were gonna make characters. That's what we were gonna do. 
So we're bringing, I was bringing up all the stuff there. And there was also something with a stove. There was something with a stove, uh, an oven or a stove at the same time that was connected to this. So it was like half home ec class and half um, D&D class somehow. And you two were like my teacher's assistants. And so we were going to start doing uh, the thing. And then I was like, all right, let's get it going. Uh, if you two can please start it. And like, sure, sure thing. And then you went to like pull on the little, um, something you're supposed to like uh, press in. Because my stove at home is like a gas stove. So you have to press it and you, you flip it before you like light the fire thing. You do something. You did something similar with this one, but instead you just pulled it out and broke it entirely. Uh, well, not broke it, but at least somewhat broke it. And then um, there was something at the top that that didn't go the right way either. I can't remember what happened to that one. I mostly focused on the thing that actually broke. So then I it was like, "Wait, no! What were you doing? No, that's not how you're doing it. No!" And you're like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no!" And so I had to, I had to take take a break like a recess or something for the class for like five minutes while I fixed it. <laughs> and then I called everyone back. Uh, then we went, we went ahead of well after I told people. And apparently I was like, I have shown you once. Uh, this is not how we do it. Remember I told you how to. So then it like started and then it started like rotating. And it was like, it was um, uh, like a rotating can uh, that had the components in it. Uh, of 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 D and D. So then everyone in the room were then given the task of like, all right, you guys need to start. Um, you guys need to start making characters. Uh, you have uh, twenty minutes, and we'll meet back here. I just need basic concepts for now. Um, and so around the room, like it was a ton of people. Basically, um, most people I think I I knew. I, my brother was there. Um, like I think uh, generally people like as always, some people I went to school with were there. Uh, and probably, though I'm not sure, generally people um, in, in in like the Discord crew uh, were there as well. I know Ravs was there. I think Nazi was there as well. Um, and so they were going to go off and, and make characters. And I went to uh, check on uh, the the character creation uh, book or the the, the the player's handbook or the DM's guide or whatever. And, and looking through all the races and stuff. And so there was 20 minutes uh, for people to to finish the uh, characters. And I think that's kind of where where it, it just tapered out. Like I was like, all right, now I'm waiting for people to, to, to make their characters. I know that I was looking through a list of uh, races and, and classes and they were all mixed for some reason in a list like they're. It wasn't like, so that you, you could see like elf right next to barbarian or whatever. And I was sort of reading through and it was like a really long list. I remember scrolling. Like I had to, to like scroll down to see it, like all of it. And I was like, damn, they really, they really expanded the options. I never got to the end part of what happened from there because then I woke up uh, by the alarm. So the most exciting dream ended because I want to know what happened with my D&D class with everyone. And I bet you people would have had weird characters and there would have been weird rules for it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Um, what was I, so immediately the stove and oven thing, that's your fault, Kirsty. Me? 
because you did a cooking stream that I watched uh, watched a little bit of. And particularly, oh. one part I watched was you trying to open a can with your can opener. <laughs> no. And that was apparently part of the D&D I was opening via a can or something. <laughs> that's, so that's part that's of it. That's amazing. So, so I, I yeah. figured out that's the connection to that. Why oh all of a God. sudden it was home ec. No way. Otherwise, I think the reason a bunch of people were there for D&D is because... Well, I love D&D, and mm-hmm. I've been thinking about D&D, and particularly, my current campaign is heading towards an end, so there's always talk, like, talk of a new campaign starting, so obviously, like, the idea of new campaign starting is, is on my mind, and that's probably why Ravs and LC were there, mm-hmm. but also, I noticed I said, as always, that people, and this is true, uh, people I went to school with, like, from the years between, like, what, 12 to 15 or whatever, or, like, 7 to 15, 16, mm-hmm. really, a lot of those people are in my dream still to this day, all the time. Um, I just, I run into yeah. them. They look exactly the same, but like, I guess larger, I guess. <laughs> I haven't talked to them for 20 plus years, well, most of them, uh, but they're still in there all the time. Yeah. And I usually, usually I live in the same house I lived in when I was a kid as well. Um, that, those are, I guess, the strongest memories I have. Yeah. So you guys were helping me, I guess, again, because <laughs> I knew I was doing something with you too. So I guess you were, you were, part, you were part of it and you were helping me do it, but then you screwed up something. Oh, I was, like, was going to oh, say, God, it doesn't no. sound like we're helping. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I described it very badly because I was newly awoken. But yeah, so the, like the knobs you turn on a stove uh, to like increase or decrease the heat, that's what you basically pulled on and like ripped off the oven uh, entirely. Which one of us was it? Probably me. I think it was Bryony, actually. Oh, good. <laughs> I think it was Bryony. Um, I, I remember you just standing there holding it and looking around panicked. Just like... Your that sounds and, about right. <laughs> that does sound accurate. And yeah, and, and so I had to stop the class, apparently, to fix it somehow. I don't know how I fixed it. That part was just skipped ahead, I think, in the dream. I just fixed it, I guess. It's like the show went on commercial and came back and it was fixed or something. <laughs> That is amazing. But the uh, it was the whole, oh, we're going to make characters. Uh, and yeah, and the book had all of the lists like sorted in alphabetical order, but races were mixed in with classes, mm-hmm. which I remember being really annoyed at. But at the same time, I was like, damn, there's so much stuff. I don't know if that's because I'd been looking through a list recently or what, but there was a lot of classes and a lot of uh, races all of a sudden. So, Have you had anything in your recent D&D where you've wanted it to go one way? And the players have made it go completely different. Because I wonder if that could be what the oven thing represented of like, just chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um, One of the major things recently was they they were in the castle of of the main evil bad guy. And I had in my mind the idea that they would like travel up this like spiral staircase. And gradually as they traveled like these candles would like light out of nowhere and they would see these names and it would be the sort of tension building until they got to the very top except that didn't happen they took an entirely different path (laughs) and walked up a different staircase and then went over a cross on the very top floor and like broke in through the door via magic and then they were just there already at the very top so that sort of broke that tension and and instead then they walked down the staircase later on which had a 
very different feel at that point when it, when everything lit up because it's like, oh, we're leaving now, so it's fine. <laughs> so maybe that is something that is still in mind for how things didn't go as planned. But that is kind of, that's D&D in a nutshell. Like things always happen differently than you imagine mm-hmm. because Definitely. no plan survives contact with the players. So. <laughs> it reminds me, there was a time when um, we did this like short campaign that Tom Hazel DM'd and we, we got into this like, you know, the very starter town mm. and it was like, okay, this is the setup. This is where you're heading or you can go here or here. There's all these different quests. And we spent three hours just like talking to the townsfolk and that sort of stuff. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, so did it go how you thought it was going to go? And he was like, I literally thought you were going to leave straight away. I had planned (laughs) nothing for you guys just sitting in the pub chatting for three hours. (laughs) We were like, oh. But you couldn't tell. He did a really good job of it. We made friends. It was really nice. (laughs) As a DM, you have to be ready for that stuff. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people are interested in the weirdest things. And you just have to, all right, putting on my improv hat, here we go, you know. <laughs> exactly. Base information. Quickly Google up some name generators on the side. <laughs> just, you know. That's honestly, oh, I think if dude. I find the hardest part is like figuring out the name that I haven't already used 50,000 times. So mm-hmm. I find that I write lists of names for NPCs at the start of every campaign and I never use them. <laughs> <laughs> I always just end up pulling random names out of my butt. And yeah. They're always dumb. <laughs> Well, this is Dave McGoblin here. <laughs> Suddenly he's the party favourite and you yeah. need to come up with an entire yeah, backstory exactly. for him. That happens so often. You have all these cool things planned, they're going to meet eventually, but no, it's little Mego from the Goblin Cave. He's the one they all like. We're going to redeem him. We're going to give him a job in the, in, in the village. He's going to be the town guard from now on. Like, oh my God. Oh dear. I... I also love the fact that we were there sabotaging everything. <laughs> you were trying to help. Like, you were being helpful. It just, things didn't go so well when you touched the D&D oven. Which oh. I guess was the thing. That's fine, we could fix it. And the fact that it was a D&D oven, people were cooking up their characters. Yes, they were cooking up their characters. <laughs> I gave them such a long time to make the very basic concept too. There must have been at least 15, 20 people in the, in the, in the class, if nothing else. Mm. Like, I remember the exact study hall, what it looked like. It was the, the go-to big area when I was a kid where I lived, where people, um, there were people had the discotheques there. I took chess club there, not chess club, well, like after school chess club thing there. Um, there were often big meetings held there. There was like this go-to big, big hall you could hire for different events. And that was apparently where this D&D class was happening as well. Uh, so that's why it looked like that. That's so cool. I don't, know, I don't know how all of you made it over there, but, you know, <laughs> in dreamland you can. So yeah. Exactly. Some of the people that were there from like school and stuff, yeah. um, would you have played D&D with them or did you play it a little bit after? No, the people that were there were not people I would have played D&D with, I don't think. Okay. I did... Um, briefly uh, do a tiny bit of some tabletop RPGs. Um, there's a, I hesitate to call it the Swedish version of D&D because it isn't really, but there is a Swedish tabletop RPG called Dragons and Demons, 
which we had a version of, or a friend of mine had a version of when I was young. Other than that, it was a few random things I find, mostly via games eventually. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get into D&D seriously until, I say recently, but, you know, a couple of years ago, really. Yeah. But I think some of them probably would have would have had fun in D&D. I think most people would have fun in D&D, so. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, otherwise, like, Ravs and Elsie are in my D&D group, so it doesn't make sense that they're there, definitely, so. Yeah, it's it's weird how people from our childhood tend to pop up in dreams all the time, because yeah. I have the same, like, and most of the time it's my teachers, though, to be fair, <laughs> rather than friends, which is weird. <laughs> I sometimes get people from primary school, but truth be told, I don't really remember my teachers from primary school. Do you not? I remember, um... One or two or three, like the teachers that made the most impressions on me, mostly. Yeah. Well, those I remember, but yeah. beyond that, nothing really. But yeah, like, I guess I spent almost nine years with these people every day. So exactly. I do remember them, like at, at least the like the, the kids in general. Yeah. Um, we all did eventually go our separate parts, which is kind of sad, but you know, that's how life goes. But yeah, I remember them a lot more than the, the random people I spent one year with or half a year with or even the people I spent three years with but because they were like there all throughout my childhood like they were all you know friends or enemies or at least people you knew very well because you spend so much time with them every day and you I guess there is that point in your childhood where they are pretty much like your social world like I remember when you had birthday parties everyone from your class went because it was hmm. like it was like a group activity for everyone yeah. because you hadn't really had enough people in your life to know who your circle was sort of thing it was just <laughs> all the kids <laughs> so yeah i guess you do do a lot of stuff together yeah well i mean I, I i remember like at a certain point like i still got like a friends group you know like us four five six like we hang around we we do stuff together you know you get those but still like for a lot of part of, of your day, you were doing stuff together with these 20 to 30 people, you know? Mm-hmm. You all had PE class together. You all went to do this together. You all went on school trips or class trips together. So, yeah, I, they were a big part of my childhood, I guess, even though, you know, maybe not all of them were that cool. You know, some of them might have been assholes, but, you know, <laughs> that, that It was a simpler time. Yeah. I remember I, I was friends with this boy called Colin because I went up to him one day and I was like, I heard you have a dog. I like dogs. And he was like, yeah, I like dogs. And it was like, cool, should we hang cool, out? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was so much easier back then. Yeah, if only yeah. it was that easy. Yeah. Like at a certain point, I made friends with two kids because we had the same name or like, Right, they had the same name, and that was my middle name. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're the, we're the, yeah, yeah, you know, like that's it. <laughs> and we're friends, we friends with well, yeah. But I think ultimately, the older I got, uh, the more friendship groups became based on like interests and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're the people who play video games. Like, we're, we're groups together, you know, the people who do that, you know. While you, oh yeah, those are the people who all play football after school together. Oh yeah, and those are the people who. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what girls did. They they were weird. Girls did weird things. I don't know. We had pillow fights and plaited each other's hair. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense, actually. Yeah, exactly. I've seen movies that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, I actually had um, not to go into like Rudian's backstory, but I think I mentioned this in the past. Like, I I had the ability to sort of chameleon move around in many different groups. So I, I had actually had a lot of girl space friends. I didn't have a lot of girlfriends, but I had a you lot had of girlfriends. You had friends in space? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
couple of aliens, you know, no big deal. Uh, you don't know her. She goes to a different galaxy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I had a lot of friends who were girls. I had a lot of friends who were like nerds. I had a lot of friends who were like sporty dudes. I, I had a lot of friends who were like, um, you know, like people who, who drove motorcycles and stuff. Well, our mopeds, I guess. We, we weren't quite that old. So I, I, ha- I still had like, I could move around in a lot of groups and, and everyone was still kind of cool with me. Which, in retrospect, I think that's cool. Um, uh, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. One thing that strikes me about like the dream as a whole, I think, is it's very reminiscent of you as a DM trying to wrangle everyone. Oh God! Just, just like <laughs> yeah. not only in the game but in character creation, it's like, oh, can I use this homebrew? Uh, it means I have a, a, a laser gun and I can one shot Strahd. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I always end up being put in this position of I'm the group dad. Yeah. I always get to become the group dad somehow. I have to be the one wrangling people. I, I guess it just naturally happens that way. So I suppose that makes sense then that I am the teacher of the class rather than just yeah. being in the class doing stuff because I'm I'm the DM. I'm the one running people, telling people what to do. So yeah, that checks out, I suppose. Yeah. And we were assistants, which means yes. we are responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, apparently. I get, but maybe the fact that you two were teachers assistants rather than just students means that I do consider you guys like he trusts us. somewhat responsible. I trust oh. you guys to a certain degree. Um, <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> well, Until you break the stove, Bryony. Let's not go crazy. Yeah, you did break the stove. But maybe because I know you used to DM Kirsty as well. Yes, So I maybe did. that's part of it. So, you know. Um, and I guess I just, I, I trust Bridie a lot despite knowing if she can DM or not. So maybe, maybe that you were, were put into that same level to help. Well, I was always very well behaved when you DM'd me for that one shot. That's true. Yeah. I will say most people do behave. They, they, they are. I, I tend to pick people who do behave pretty well, thankfully. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you dream in Swedish? Or English, or does it depend who you see in the dream or the situation? Or That's a really good question. So I knew this question was coming and I know my answer is going to disappoint you or possibly interest you. I dream in German, so screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I, I, I actually don't know what ah. language my dreams are in. And this is the same thing people often ask me, like, what language do you think in? And I don't know. I, I, I don't think i think in terms of like language often i i tend to think more in like experiences Mm -hmm. and you would think when i was standing there telling people what to do i would be remembering the words i said yeah but i don't i just i just remember it as and then i told people what to do but but it's not even really in a language and it it's like it's in flashes of images and experiences that is like separate from language yeah and that is as strange to me in retrospect because i i do i know this sometimes i think in swedish and sometimes i think in english if it's specific things but usually only if i specifically think in terms of of words so like yesterday i remember i was thinking about stuff i wanted to say and in that case it was like okay well then i was thinking in english because i wanted to say something in english to someone yeah but if I'm just sort of walking around doing my things, like going to the fridge to, to grab a fruit, I'm not thinking in terms of like the letters and words. I am opening the refrigerator. 
I am grabbing a banana and I'm going to peel it and eat it later, period. I, I think of it more of the, the feel and the, the, what it looks like to take a banana and then the taste of eating a banana more so than actual words and things. And I don't know, like that always seems, people always seem to think that's a weird thing, but I guess I've always felt it that way. It's weird. I think sometimes it's, I think, I think the easiest kappa dancer would be both. Yeah. But mostly it's actually neither, mm. which I think is kind of interesting. See, I can sort of understand that because as I recently, Kirsty had a dream in first person and it made me think, do I dream in first or third person? Mm. And I couldn't, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. like you say, you just remember what happened. I remember that it happened more so than remembering exactly how it all looked. Mm. And yeah. especially for me is like, even though I have very vivid dreams, I then can't picture them when I wake up. So I don't know. Yeah, I but guess. as for voice in the head, oh my gosh, mine is just constantly like blah 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 blah. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say I do have like an internal monologue. Yeah, do you guys have a very clear internal monologue? Yes, who speaks with you in clear voice? Mm-hmm. I I don't think I really have that. Obviously, I think and I imagine things and I you know that sort of thing. But it's rare that I can hear like a running voice in my head I think it's kind of interesting yeah I think it can depend like sometimes like quick thoughts will be just like a feeling Mm. but sitting there and like ruminating over something I will have like a a monologue in my head Mm. um, and I can like run over things and it is in English obviously does your monologue like (laughs) uh, does your monologue like follow the rules of language like does, does it like speak in terms of like how you've been taught to write and speak or does it like use shorthand that you know, or, mm. or does it like? Mine is. It, it would just be like I'm having a conversation with okay. myself inside yeah. my head. Yeah. So instead exactly. of having like I go to the fridge, I get a banana or something. Mine would be like, oh, I'm gonna go to the fridge. Fridge. That reminds me. I saw an ant in the kitchen. Ants are weird. <laughs> Have you ever seen an ant do this? Well, oh my okay. gosh. Oh, and then I saw this nature documentary, and oh, the thing with the monkeys, and they have the massive, do- and it's just constantly like that. Okay, mine's not quite that extreme, but it's similar. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many times I'll be like, like the other day, I was sending an email. And then all of a sudden I was watching this video and I was like, oh, hang on, what was I doing? How did I get here? And I had to go through 20 tabs to be like, what was I doing before this? And I found this half-written email like, oh it's like, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm very similar to that. Do you have a conversation? Do you have a conversation with your monologue or no? Um, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Do you talk to it and it, it, and it, meaning yourself, responds sort of? So you're like, oh man, should I go? And then you mean to say, yeah, I should go. Or like, is it like, ah, I, I should really go there. And then your voice says, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh yeah. Or, or no, I totally yeah. get that. Like yeah. if, if, if I'm feeling particularly lazy, it'll be like, oh, I need to get out of bed. I'm going to get out of bed in 10 seconds and then I'll count down. And then I'll be like, no, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 20 oh, seconds. <laughs> To be fair, I, I do have this uh, with um, Awake Rhythian and Sleepy Rhythian. They constantly battle oh, yeah. in the morning. <laughs> and I, I always, like, Awake Rhythian constantly has to cajole or trick or fool Sleepy Rhythian or bribe Sleepy Rhythian into getting up. Usually, what works, and honestly, Sleepy Rhythian is kind of an idiot for falling for this every time. <laughs> but um, Awake Rhythian tells him, listen... You gotta get up and do the things, but I promise as soon as you're done, go back and we can sleep for the rest of the day today. We'll just take the day off. It's fine. Just go sleep and no big deal, right? And then, but, but do this first. Sleep is like, all right, fine. 
And then Sleepy Rudy wakes up. And as soon as he's been up for a little while, Sleepy Rudy loses all his power. And then Awake Rudy <laughs> is in charge. Oh, that's ah. such a good idea. I might have to use that. <laughs> yeah, that works. Because Sleepy Kirsty is in charge most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that works for me. Going back to the whether or not you dream in yeah. English or... I kind of understand that because... It's like when you try and read in a dream, do you find that, well, you know, you'll be looking at a page, but there's no words on the page, but you know what it says. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. I think that's like, probably it. You couldn't say what language it was in, but you you know what it says. And I, and I totally understand that. Because I think the brain sort of has its own language, really. I, I don't really think the brain uses the proper rules of Swedish or English as such. I, I think it just does whatever it needs to, to get its thoughts across to your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, the brain talks with the brain and it uses brain language. It doesn't really use any particular one. Yeah. So the, when the idea is like, oh yeah, and then you look in a book and you see all the races and classes mixed up, it just gives you that across as a concept rather than literally like bothering to show you a picture that your brain eyes look at and see, oh yeah, they've they put Asimar right next to Alchemist, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So I think part of this entire thing is that the dreams in my... I've always thought of dreams as like, that's where the brain sort of just flushes out the system and processes whatever random thoughts you had left over and thinks a bit while you're sleeping anyway. It just goes through some of that to like reorganize it, put it there, handle it, sort it, and deal with it. So, so dreams in my mind has always sort of been a little bit of an, little bit of an after effect of like. So you've done a lot of weird stuff, and your brain is doing a lot of crazy things. Like if if you want to take a little bit of a look about what's going on in your brain, the dreams is how you can sort of see what's happening mm-hmm. of what's happening in the background, you know. And like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I don't think there's a ton of meaning to it, or like, oh, this means this. But it, it is a good indication of the kind of stuff your brain is worrying about and thinking about and, and dealing with exactly. subconsciously. I yeah. think that is basically what dreams are. It's a very personal thing, yeah. for sure. Nice. Well. 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 We got through three Rhythian dreams. We did. And they were yeah. wonderful. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. It's yeah. been really lovely. It's been so nice. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for inviting me on. Uh, it was pretty fun to talk. That's good times. Hell yeah. And we got to hear Sleepy Rillian. We did. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're going to hear a lot of him because he rambles a lot, Sleepy Rillian, honestly. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed having Rillian here. Special guest. <laughs> Special guest. Special guest. Featuring feet.rillian. They're going to be calling out for more Rhythian. We're not going to be enough anymore. What have we done? <laughs> oh, this no. is a mistake. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'll, I'll always be proud and honored to be the first guest on Comfort Zone. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Yes, uh, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. bye-bye. bye-bye.